It is good to be here. As the apostle said, as Peter said, it is good to be here. Man, what a blessing this has been. Um, the other day, after my son preached that message on the doing the hard thing, all these men come up to me and say, uh, you know, is that your son? Is that your boy? Because, uh, you know, I said, yeah, he has a father. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, they said, well, he didn't say anything about, like, you or your, the connection with you. I said, you know, it's, it's kind of like those college football players when they score a touchdown. And after they get the touchdown, they say, hi, Mom. <laughs> yeah, and, and would you like to say anything? Yeah, and uh, bless Mom for this and bless Mom for that. Well, what about your dad? And bless, bless my dad for being smart enough to marry my mom. It's good. It's good to be here. And uh, I want to leave you with something that's going right along with what the other guys have said. But you know, there's some that were here last year that aren't here this year. I just wonder how many are here this year that won't be here next year. I'm going to read for the sake of time but the Bible tells us in Psalm 12, 1, Help, Lord, for the godly man ceaseth, for the faithful fail from among the children of men. Why do you think the faithful fail? Why are there so many casualties? When we have so much going for us and everything is so wonderful, and we serve a risen Savior, and we have the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord, why do so many fail? Why are there so many casualties? The answer lies in the word itself. Casual ties. Casual ties produce casualties. And there are so many today that have a casual tie, whether it's a casual tie to the word of God. We know the verse well, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own selves shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and shall turn their ears away from the truth shall be turned unto fables. And I know you say, well, that'll never happen to me. I wonder how many last year would have said that that aren't here this year. So I'll ask you, yeah, I'm sure your doctrine is straight and that's good. How much time are you spending in your Bible? Has there ever been a time when you read the Bible more than you do today? If so, you've gotten more casual. And casual ties produce casualties. You know, it says there that they heap to themselves teachers. Today's generation doesn't want a preacher. They want a teacher. Plural. I'll take you know, James Dobson for my family issues. I'll take Dave Ramsey for my financial issues. I'll take Dr. Spock for my child-rearing issues. But I don't want a preacher. I don't want anyone telling me I'm wrong. I want to be able to pick and choose what I want. I want a Christian smorgasbord. And I know, what are the chances of us falling prey to that? Not great. But if you find yourself getting a little bit more casual, the chances increase. 
Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip. Casual ties. My mom always used to tell me, would you tie your shoelaces? Because you're going to trip and fall. Tie those shoelaces. And as a matter of fact, why don't you double tie them to make sure they don't come undone? Yeah. Yeah. You know, as an evangelist, I go around the country now, and what a shame it is to go into some churches and I ask, hey, where's brother so-and-so? Ah, he's not here anymore. Really? Yeah, yeah, long story. Okay. But you know, even there's some preachers that aren't here anymore. Even this last year, I've met with some preachers. Two or three of them sat me down and said, I just don't know. If I'm called to preach, I don't, I don't know what I, if this church is going to make it. I don't know if I'll be here this time next year. They're discouraged. And, and folks, we need to lift them up. This is great. We need to lift them up. We need to encourage them. We need to do that. The Bible says, take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Take fast hold. I remember when I was wrestling, uh, my wrestling coach, I used to have a hard time getting out from the bottom position when there was a man on top of me. And he says, your problem is hand control. Your hand, you got to strengthen your grip. you got to strengthen your grip so that when you grab hold of his hands, you're in control. He's not in control. And it's the same thing in our Christian race. Gentlemen, ladies, we need to strengthen our grip. We need not have casual ties. We're not above it. Let no man standeth or think that he standeth. Take heed lest he fall. We not only have a casual tie to God's word, casual tie to our word. To our word. The Bible says in Psalm 66, 13, I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth hath spoken when I was in trouble. How many times have you made commitments and vows unto the Lord when you were in trouble that you didn't keep as soon as you were out of trouble? Man, all through the Old Testament it says, if you have sworn it, you better keep it. Why is that not applicable in the New Testament? Why is that not applicable in our day? We need not have a casual tie to our own word. There was a day when a handshake used to mean something. Not anymore. Now you have to sign 66 pages. Just open a bank account. Fingerprint, eye scan, everything else. Whatever happened to a good old handshake? I, I have loved doing some business with people that, you know, I said, well, I can sign a contract with you if you want. He says, no, just give me your word. That's good enough for me. Boy, that we could get back to the day where a Christian, when he gave you his word, he did it. Lord, I'm going to witness to five people a week. Lord, I'm going to pray for 30 minutes a day. Lord, I'm going to read five chapters a day. Lord this, Lord that, Lord this, Lord that. And how often do we not keep what we say we'll do? Casual ties to our word can bring casualties as well. David said, I have, in Psalm 119, verse 106, he says, I have sworn and I will perform it. 
I have sworn and I will perform it. The third point is casual ties to God's worship. We know that the Bible says that now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now I know he said, that's not me. That's not going to happen to me. I, I can tell you I know people that were in our Bible-believing church, King James Fundamental Bible-believing church, for 20 years. And now today are in non-King James churches, CCM music with light shows. And I thought disco was dead. Man, if I had known. I was preaching at a church in Rochester, where I'm from, New York, and uh, I got done preaching, and a lady walked up the aisle, and she says, do you remember disco dancing with me? <laughs> hey! There's a, there's a pastor in, in Rochester that used to be the DJ at the playpen when I was the bouncer at the playpen. It lives! God can save disco people too, okay? <laughs> Casual ties to God's worship. You say, no, that's not me. I'm not listening to devils. How's your church attendance? How's your church attendance? Casual ties to God's worship. If I can be there, I'll be there. Is that the same attitude you had when you first got saved? There's three services on Sunday. I assume there's a service on Wednesday. That's four services a week. How many of them do you make? And this is the way I put it so you can really understand it. There are certain people, let's say Brother Sam didn't show up at church. How many people would say, where's Brother Sam? Where's Brother Sam? Brother Sam's always here. Why is Brother Sam not here? Why is Bro Where's Brother Sam? Is anything wrong with Brother Sam? Somebody call Brother Sam. Would they do that with you? Or is your testimony such that you're not here that often that anybody casual ties to God's worship can produce casualties? But yet David said, one thing have I desired. One thing. We heard one thing this week. That will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. What a heart for God. No casual tie there. Yeah, the man had a problem at one point in his life, but thank God he got up. Amen. He acknowledged his sin. He recovered himself out of the snare of the devil. He had to first acknowledge it. I am the man. Amen. Yeah, if the shoe fits, let's just put it on, starting right here. When I get more casual, and I do, I have a good wife. You know what she does? She convicts me. Not by anything she says, it's by what she does. She started, you know, when I, I had a real busy morning, I wasn't in my Bible or whatever. There she is, in her Bible, reading away. Honey, honey, can we talk? No, I'm in my Bible. Okay, I didn't read mine today, okay? How about casual ties to God's work? I think about Peter. The Bible says Peter followed him afar off. He kept his distance. Why? To see the end. You know, there's a lot of spectators in church. People that are just here to see. 
like they came to see Lazarus after the Lord raised him from the dead. But there's three people in a, in a football game. You have the spectators, you have the players, and you have the referees. Some people come just to be referees, to be constantly critical of everything that's going on about this brother and that brother. You know, the players around the field, they're doing their best to win the game. The spectators, they're your Monday afternoon quarterbacks. Man, if I was coach, I would have. Get on the field. Get on the field and stop being so critical of everyone else that is playing the game. Because if you have a casual tie to God's work, you'll soon become a casualty. My righteousness I hold fast, and I will not let it go. You know how many times in the Bible says, my righteousness I hold fast, hold fast that which is good, hold fast the form of sound words, hold fast the profession of our faith, that which you have already, hold fast, hold fast the confidence, hold fast and repent. Will our casual ties to God's word our word, God's worship, and God's work eventually cause us to be another one of the many casualties. I'll leave you with this one little story. I was uh, getting in my truck one day, and there was this little red wasp sitting on the windshield. And uh, it was just sitting there, and I'm looking at it. And I lived in a really nice neighborhood, and until Brother Dominguez moved in. And, <laughs> and so I decide. <laughs> so I'm driving down the road. I'm driving in our neighborhoods real slow. And I'm watching that little red wasp. And I thought for sure he was going to fly off. He didn't fly off. So I'm watching him. He's right there in the center of the, the windshield. And then I turn onto a road. Now it's 45 miles an hour on that road. And I'm going. I'm watching that little wasp. And he's just sitting there hanging on with all he's got. I said, wow, that's amazing. And I said, but wait till we get. I'm going to get up here to I-65. And I'm going to get on there. And I'm going to get him off. <laughs> and I get up to I-65. And I start to speed up. And I'm going 50, 55. And one of his legs comes flying off. <laughs> And another one comes off. I'm up to 60 now, and then 65, and, I, and he's still hanging on. He's got two legs still hanging on. And I said, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. And then all of a sudden, I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to get behind a tractor trailer because they got real big wind gusts coming off those things. We'll blow him to smithereens. <laughs> and so I'm going down the road about 70 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm behind that tractor trailer. Three legs, man, three legs. He's hanging on with one leg, with one leg. Now about this time, I'm cheering him on. I said, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah. All of a sudden, we get off the exit, and he's there. He's, uh, I was doing 70 miles an hour behind tractor trailers for 10 miles, and that little guy just hung on with everything he had. And I get to where I was going, and I put it in park. And he turns around and he looks at me. <laughs> and he says, I'll see you later. I'm going to hold fast. Amen. And 